welcome back to another episode of the ENT Podcast. I'm E. I'm T. Today um, might be a little bit of a different uh, episode. It might be a little bit of, uh, of a different tone. Um, usually T and I like to have a lot of fun. We still hope to have fun in this episode. Um, but um, there's been an election here in the United States, um, and it technically has yet to conclude. Um, we do have a, a president and vice president-elect and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, um, and we would be remiss to not talk about it. Um, before we start getting into it, I think it's important to recognize that, that one, we do have listeners um, from other countries. Um, you know, for instance, looking at our analytics here, uh, we've had listeners from Ireland, Germany, Portugal, Canada, Japan, and Singapore, along with wow. obviously most of which is in the United States. So that's really cool. We, we appreciate all the, 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 the global support. We appreciate it. Um, so we recognize that some of you that might be listening um, around the world uh, have a little bit of a different perspective or a little bit of a different um, view. But nonetheless, um, any election that happens in the United States is going to be something that's watched around the globe. Uh, and that's something we understand. Um, so hopefully th th this episode is informative for everybody. Um, and, you know, this is this this podcast has always been just T and I talking about what our opinions are. Um, in some episodes, we feel like we need to provide context that this is opinion. Um, we don't have a team of 20 researchers going out and fact-checking things that we say. Um, and even if we did, there would be reason to believe that we might not be telling the truth anyways, because that's kind of how our political climate is right now. Um, yeah. But we wanted to, to make sure we start this episode off um, with, with letting everybody know that these are our opinions. Um, the, the point of this podcast has never been to undermine any anybody and any human being, right? Some, sometimes we talk about, a lot of times we bring up sports because sports are something, is something that T and I are really passionate about. Um, and so we don't, we, we try not to undermine any groups. So we talk about sports, but we try to not undermine the physically, um, disabled pe group of people, right? Um, you, you get what I'm saying. And so the episode yeah. or th this podcast, this specific episode is not going to undermine any political affiliation. It's not going to uh, undermine Democrats. It's not going to undermine Republicans, independents, whether you believe in full on socialism, communism, what have you. The reality for us in the United States is that, um, Everybody has the right to believe what they want to believe, um, whether, again, you are a Republican, a Democrat, an independent as somebody who might change up who they vote for every four years, and you have kind of inconsistent voting um, records in terms of what party you go with, whether, again, you believe full on in communism, socialism, whatever, whatever have whatever, you know, you believe in. Right. And, and that's a beautiful thing in this country. So we wanted to start by saying that. Um, this episode is not going to undermine any political group, or at least we're really we're going to be really cognizant of the fact um, that we want to not do that. Because regardless of how you identify in this country politically, um, myself, I'm a, I'm a registered Democrat in this country, um, and that doesn't mean that I believe Republicans don't have a place in this country. That doesn't mean that I disagree or agree with anything that Republicans or Democrats might say, right? It, it means that I, I have beliefs that lean towards being Democrat, and that means I have values and ideals, and those values and ideals match more what the Democratic Party um, is, what their goal is, what they're looking for, right? Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that I don't believe Republicans have a place. Republicans are really important in this country. So are Democrats. So are those that are independent. And, and sometimes every four years or even every year when there's local elections, every two years and what, what have you, every state is different. Um, 
everybody has has an important role. So, you know, for for those people who say that Bernie Sanders is is really dangerous to this country and the the views and ideas that he's spreading are really dangerous, well, guess what? Um, the views of the people, um, you know, a few hundred years ago uh, at the birth of this country, um, the ideas they had um, were anti anything England, and at the time. That was really radical, and that was very, very dangerous to believe. Um, my point here is that everybody's opinion um, should be valid um, in terms of beliefs. That also that also means, though, that we should recognize that what we say, right, how we behave and what we say, what comes out of our mouth and how we behave, can be harmful to groups of people that live differently than we do that have a different reality in in this country than we do the very first episode when t and i opened up this podcast it was the first episode or two i can't remember at this point we talked about how t um is colombian but is adopted from colombia and has lived his life um with a white middle upper class family so his experience as somebody that is Colombian is different than somebody whose experience in this country might be Colombian, but they were born into a Colombian family, right? Everybody's experience in this country is different. Um, so, and so, so real quick, let me let me give a little uh, backstory. I just got home. Uh, I just mm-hmm. got done playing hockey, and I met this guy who I played with. His name is Trevor, and he didn't really know who I was, and like, he just saw me play. And he was like, "Oh, hey, you're like not a bad hockey player." And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's whatever. And yeah. I kind of like, he didn't know who I was. So I kind of gave like my little backstory on like who I was. And I said to him, I'm like, yeah, I was not racially discriminated, but I was racially, I guess, profiled, if you want to put it as that, but where sure. people would underestimate me, like I would walk into a hockey rink, my bro- either myself or my brother or both of us, we would walk into a hockey rink and people would look at us like, who are these brown kids coming in here? Like, yeah, absolutely. They don't they don't fit into the culture of the sport of hockey. But then yeah. all of a sudden we go out on the ice and we start playing. We're one of the be- better players on the ice. Yeah. And all of a sudden people are like giving their I guess respects or whatever to us and be like, oh wow, you're actually like really good at hockey. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Like, I'm like when I was talking to Trevor, Trevor was like. Trevor's like, yo, people were, like, discriminating you. Like, that's kind of messed up. I, I said to him, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess you can put it as that way. But, like, I don't really care because I don't look at myself as that. I look as, like, I'm equal to them. I'm, like, I told him, like, I'm basically a white kid. Even though I don't look white, I am a, I feel like I am a ca- Caucasian white American kid. Even though yeah. I was not born in this country, I do not look like a... Caucasian white male I do not look like that or whatever and I told him like yeah like I've been called the n-word a few times in my life by people and like I told him that and he's like yo I would be really mad I, I'm like I'm not mad about that like because yeah. one like like I said I don't identify myself as a African-American or a black person I yeah. I guess I I, I, I don't want to identify myself as a white Caucasian person because I'm not that either. I yeah. am a Latino. 
I'm brown, yeah. but and we've we, we've had I conversations in this podcast about how you struggle with how you identify in terms of like yeah you realize you're Latino, but you don't yeah. speak Spanish you don't speak a lick of Spanish and so yeah. like even though you're Latino you have a hard time relating to Latino people but in some respects you have trouble relating to white people because you're not white and you have trouble relating to African Americans because you're not African American and so you yeah. you've lived you, you know you have a unique perspective for sure and how you've been raised and that further emphasizes the point of how diverse of a country we are and we talk about it all the time it's cliche to hear. But this country, there's there's individuals from this country that come from all walks of life, um, and that's cliche to say for sure. Oh, and we hear we we hear it all the time. And I told Trevor, I'm like, and like you would you would understand this because we we graduated with these people. Every like I think we what had like five people in our graduating class that were maybe not yeah. not white. Yeah, like we had Ian Haley Bird. Uh, I think like two other people I can't think of off the top of my head, but yeah. those those people they were they were African American, uh, like they were black. They were black yeah. people. And, I mean, I think in in the context were, but, of, my... but they were Go white ahead. people because one Haley she had a black father and a white mother, so predominantly she was just raised as a white person because I I do not think her dad was there. Either way, she was. I don't know. I'm trying to not be stereotypical, but like, but like she, she, she was, she almost identified herself as a white person. But then Ian, Ian was in the same situation as me, but he's like full on like black. Like he's almost like an African American, but he was adopted and he was, he was raised by two white parents. Yeah. So like, and those, and those like, um, Unique situations mean that everybody, you know, you, you were raised in a way where, sure, your skin color might be different than somebody else's. If you're raised by white parents, you know, it's the argument nature versus nurture, right? Yeah. Sure, genetics are important. And I'm sure if we were able to meet your parents one day, you know, I know you don't know much of anything about your parents, right? But if we were to meet your parents and, and get to know them, we would probably start to see how genetics played a role in your life. You know, we, we would probably start to see how, oh, man, you know, this is just me, you know, assume, not assuming, but just hypothetical, right? Let's, like, let, you know, we, we see your father, your biological father, and he's a lar like a larger dude. He's taller and, and larger. And we'd be like, okay, well, that makes sense because Tyler's taller and larger, right? So, yeah. and your mom, whatever, could have the same color eyes you do or, like, could, you know, your face, you could look like your mom and the whatever. You know what I mean? We don't know that, yeah. but, like, we're going to see how your genetics play out. But clearly... Your example of how you were raised is is the 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 key point is that nurture is is brutally or, or really important when it comes to how somebody is raised and how they identify and how um, what and and what they believe in their values. If you were to be raised by a bio biological family, your values and your beliefs and your thoughts would would be different than they are right now. And there's no doubt about that, right? Um, yeah. You know, and so. You know, kind of going back to an earlier point, that this this podcast, this episode specifically, is not going to undermine any group. Um, I think T and I both understand the importance of having multiple views and everybody having different views, right? Um, I feel like it helps but, the whole situation out. It doesn't yeah. uh, create a... Di it doesn't diverse two individuals from each other. I, I feel like it would 
help to bring them more together. That's what that's what I try to look when it comes into politics. Yeah, yeah. two different parties have different uh, views on things, but like, yeah, my ultimate goal or my ultimate uh, theory is like those two parties would come together. Yeah, we don't want to see like communism or fascism or that's a one party system. We don't want to see that where it's led yeah. by dictatorship. Sure. But it's more of a mutual agreement and everything goes a standard one way kind of deal, but it's all agreed upon by everybody, not just one side yeah. or another. You know what I mean? That's, and that, that's what and I'm trying that, to look at. Yeah. And that brings up the idea of representation. Um, for those that have gone through high school, middle school, um, know, you know, the the whole thing in the, the 18th century about people wanting to be represented and what was it? No causation without representation or. Uh, no, whatever that saying is, what, whatever, whatever it is, it, 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 not important. Um, clearly goes to show how much I paid attention back then. Um, but I, I, one of the reasons I identify with the Democratic Party more than I do with the Republican Party is because I think the Democratic Party is one that is that consists of a more diverse group of people. I've, I've told this to a lot of different people recently within the last week. Um, if you look at who is running for office in the Democratic Party, you'll see people of color. You'll see people of various genders, including non-binary, right? You have members of the LGBTQ community um, running for offices. Maybe not necessarily for for senator, um, although I do believe there are a few, right? But even in local uh, local elections, right? We don't, you know. Yeah. We're, we're not talking about president necessarily here. We're not necessarily talking about Senate either. We're, we're talking local officials to lower-level government officials, right? The reality is whether— you like it or not, and I'm somebody that does like it, and I think there's value for sure. There are people of color living in this country. There are women living in this country. There are people who don't, who are non-binary living in this country, meaning they don't um, necessarily identify with male or female, right? There are plenty of members of the LGBTQ community living in this country. There are a lot of different people living in this country. The Republican Party consists mostly of of men, mostly of white men, and mostly of older white men. There are people of color in the Republican Party. Um, there are women in the Republican Party, and I'm sure there are are members of the LGBTQ community in the LG or in the Republican Party. My point isn't saying that there are there is no representation, but if you look at who's running for offices, who's running for government and and political positions, the Democratic Party relates more closely to uh, a di more diverse group of people and and that brings up the point of representation like what Tyler just mentioned um, in my opinion the more the more people that feel represented in this country the easier it's going to be to unify this country um, there's no doubt that this country the United States has lacked some unity I think everybody can kind of say that um, Republican or Democrat I think you know this election has been emotionally stressful all of them are for various reasons but this one has been particularly emotionally stressful for a lot of people on both sides rightfully so um but when you have you know members of the lgbtq community who see that members of their community are running for political positions now they might feel more represented in a country um, especially, uh, you know, with, with, with members of the LGBTQ community not really have running for political positions 25, 30 years ago at all, really. Um, and it's easier to unify a country when everybody feels represented. If, if, if all of our politicians were white men 
it would be really challenging, and a lot of them are really. So that you know, that's not too far off from being the reality. We're we're moving in a slightly more diverse direction, but if all political positions were filled by white men, it would be it would be hard for white women, color women of color, uh, anybody that's not a white man. It would be hard for them to identify. Right? It just that's that's kind of how that works. Um, white men in this country have a different experience than uh, an African-American female, a member, a member of the LGBTQ community, um, any any minority, right? And so I think it's really important from the from the Democratic perspective um, to have a diverse group of people running for political positions for the idea of, of representation. Um, and that's kind of what you alluded to a second ago, T. Yeah, like, I just want to make like a quick note, a quick note. Um, on kind of what you're saying on what you're saying actually like I agree what you're saying like it, the Democratic Party has uh, been diversified I can't say the diversified. word diversified on individual people like adding women people of color like they're expanding the horizon instead of just a one way street of I don't know the stereo not yeah stereotypical of like you need to have a white Caucasian man in office or whatever. That whole yeah. thing. The only thing yeah. that that was really upsetting me from that whole situation was when Kamal Harris, what like when we first heard of her, she was identifying as the first Native American woman running for. Yeah. Uh, for I remember like a little a, bit about that. For like a political standpoint. Then like four, three or four months or whatever, a period of time later, all of a sudden she identified herself as a African-American. Those are two different things. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could be a mix of both, right? I, I don't I don't know if she's taking the Amazon genetics spit in a cup or spit in a little tube thing to find out. You know, a lot of us are a mix of a lot of things. Um, so... I do think I remember a little bit about what you were talking about what but, you just mentioned. But like, what what I'm trying to say is like, like I said, I like I just explained like ten minutes ago. I grew up basically as a white kid, but I'm a Latino kid. But sometimes I get identified as a person of color, like a black, sure. like an African American yeah. person, or yeah. sometimes as a Latino, or I just I don't know, just I get treated equally like i don't get treated like anything lower or anything less or whatever uh but i don't when i go up to these people i don't identify like yeah i'm actually african-american i don't say that like even though i'm clearly not yeah. i'm i don't go up to the to like someone like when i went up to trevor i told him i'm like yeah i was born in columbia but i'm basically a white kid i didn't say yeah i was born in columbia but i identify myself as an african-american but i was raised by white people like i don't i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna i'm gonna tell the that that was the only thing that was upsetting about yeah. that kind of situation is like tell yeah. the truth on like hey i like like I, I was not gonna be mad like all right oh wow she's a first uh native american vice president then a couple months later now all of a sudden that transitions to an african-american she just completely change her identity on who she is yeah like i mean a, I'm not, I'm, a native yeah. american and an african-american are two different people 
Those are two individual groups of people. Sure. I, I'm not, I'm not being, ra I'm not racially discriminating. Those are two different people. Like it's like an Oreo, or or it's like a, I don't know. Me, and, you and I, you are a white Caucasian man. I am a non-white Caucasian man. Yeah, I can't. We can't say we're equal. We're not equal, like uh, color-wise. We're not. We're not both white. We're not both brown. We're not both. Yeah. Uh, black. We're not that. We're one of the other. Like you're white. Yeah. I'm brown. We're yeah. raised. We're raised somewhat similar, but our features. No, we're our different. Skin, I mean, our, our 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 race is different. Our skin color is different. Yeah. We'll say you know like and. You know, I, and I'm never going to be one to sit here and question how anybody identifies. Kamala Harris could be both Native American and African American. I think we're your and, and she very well could be. I, I I don't know, and I don't necessarily care. Um, but I, I see what you're saying, and that you thought you you in 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 your opinion, your what you're saying is you thought that she was being a little bit disingenuous in terms of her consistency and how she identifies. You didn't think she was being consistent. You you you. You think that her inconsistencies and in how she identified um, herself was yeah. disingenuous, and I think that's a, that's and that's fair. And again, you know, yeah. that's that's and and that's and that's totally fair. I think you know what 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 inconsistency shows in politics to me is brings up kind of the whole point of, of what I wanted to bring up in this podcast. And it wasn't that Republicans are bad and Democrats are good, or vice versa, or um, you know, I'm just happy that Trump isn't in office or, you know, I'm just happy that the Republicans lost their seat in the presidential office in the White House, whatever. It's, it's not any of that. What, what I think the, the big, the biggest issue in politics right now is just the, the political climate. Um, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that I think I speak for both T and I when I say that. Regardless of if Biden, which obviously he's president-elect, so this is what it what it looks like it's going to be. But regardless of if Biden or Trump wins the presidency, T and I are going to wake up the next day and the next week and the next months and the next year and not a ton in terms of our daily life is going to change all that much. No. Um, and there's and there's privilege that comes with that because there are people in this country um, where their daily lives are more impacted than ours because again everybody in this country is in a different situation everybody lives differently and i live my life and that's going to be different than somebody else in the way that they live theirs um so I, I wanted to make that clarification because i feel like there would be people out there rightfully so who would want to comment or reach out to us and say well everything you just said sure you might have some points but it's easy for you to say because one of you is white, and the other one um, identifies as white in at least some con in at least some respects. Has been raised by a white family and has had privilege, and so absolutely we want to recognize the fact that we are fortunate, lucky, and great and 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 grateful, I suppose, um, that when we wake up throughout these next few years, our lives, our daily lives anyway, probably don't change all that much. Sure, taxes are going to be adjusted. You know, sure, this and that, and there are there will be some some noticeable differences. But when it comes to the way we live, not not a whole lot is going to change. And so we, I want to recognize that. But getting back to the point about political climate, what I think is the biggest issue in this country, and I think there's other countries that can relate to this, is this narrative about political extremes. 
Um, and I'm not somebody that believes in extremes one way or the other, whether the far right or the far left. I think they're both equally as problematic. And and they've both equally been around. It's not like it's not like the political extremes right now have just now become into existence with the Biden and Trump um, election. That's far from the truth. Um, far far rights and far lefts have always been around. Um, and so what's important to recognize there is that um, what I believe is happening this year, more so than in other years, is the fact that I think the far right and the far left are pulling people from the middle that aren't far right, that aren't far left, in one direction. Meaning, again, we're, we're um, as divided as I think we have been in recent years. I'm not going to say ever because I haven't been around for forever, and I also don't want to be melodramatic because I live in the moment and I'm, and I'm moment biased. But we are divided, more so than we have in, in what I believe probably my lifetime at least for sure my voting lifetime. Um, and I think part of the reason of that is that the far right is, is pulling people that might not have been far right before. They might have just been Republican. They might have just leaned more so right than left. And the far left is, is, is bringing in more people that, again, wouldn't necessarily be far left. They would be moderately left or left uh, Democratic tendencies. And I think that's problematic because um, I think... Whenever you talk about radicals, you you have to also talk about ration like rationality, like like how rational are the those folks that are on the far right and far left. Um, and I think rationality is a is a as a uh, scale. There, you know, it's 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 a spectrum. Um, but I think that most of this country, f- forever and and still right now is in the middle, meaning, you know, I might be Democrat, but that doesn't mean that I don't have um, issues that I might lean more Republican on. Uh, and, and, and typically, in my opinion, the folks that are more in the middle that don't fit in with the, with the far left or far right think a lot more rationally than, obviously, the far right and the far left and the, the, the radicals. The problem, I think, right now is that more people are joining forces or are picking a side rather than thinking rationally, I, I think is, is, is a problem. Because the second that we as a country become divided to the point where we can't look at each other or we can't have a productive conversation, even though it might be challenging, about politics, that's the second that we've lost the battle with, with the political climate. Because if there's one thing that both the Republicans and the Democrats do well— and, and honestly, I think work together in, and it might not seem it from the outside, but I think within those parties, they do this really well together, is try to divide the country. They might say they don't. Joe Biden just did a speech a little while ago talking about wanting to unify the country, and, and that's great. I think everybody wants to be unified, but I, I don't think he said anything that, you know, was out of the ordinary or out of what was expected of him. But even in the recent days hearing about, um, you know, some friends and whatnot that might um, be having challenges talking with, with some friends that don't necessarily agree politically with them. We're in, a, we're in a spot right now in this country where it's been more challenging than ever, and it's always been challenging, but it's more challenging than ever to talk about politics right, right now openly. Specifically those who voted for Trump or are Trump supporters. I think cancel culture is very real. Um, and Trump has said very hurtful 
and unnecessarily aggressive and racist and and gender discri- I mean like you know Trump has, and you can't you can't say that he hasn't because it's been on record so I'm not saying anything against the Republican Party I'm, I'm saying Trump has said things that no other president has said and some people like that and others absolutely despise it and there's not much of anybody that might be in the middle and that polarizes the the two parties and it's really challenging to hear from my perspective trying to be as understanding and as rational as possible that we can't have conversations with each other about politics because you hear it all the time t like you know we kind of hear jokes or these these cultural nuances about well what are you know things you make sure to not to talk about while you're on the golf course you don't talk about somebody else's wife or partner you don't talk about politics and you don't talk about religion okay you know that's funny whatnot uh, and there's some truth to that, but we shouldn't be in a spot where we couldn't talk, where we can't talk about politics. And it's always been hard to talk about poli- politics, even before the Biden and Trump campaign or, or, or election. You know, it's always been a thing, right? Politics is a touchy subject, but now more so than ever, people are struggling to have conversations with others, um, and that's a problem. And that's where I think our political climate is winning. They're winning the battle over the American people in terms of forcing people to one side and and exacerbating an issue where people can't give a little grace and think a little bit rationally and have a conversation where they might not disagree or they might not agree with one another and that's okay right there's more conversations about well i don't agree with you so i'm gonna yell or get angry or 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 hopefully not but potentially be violent or participate in violence and and that is the problem the political climate watching politicians literally attack each other literally attack each other insult each other in front of their faces have really aggressive commercials right the american people see that the world sees that and it's it's hard to not participate in it if politicians didn't do that and focused more on okay, what are our, um, you know, what are our political beliefs instead of just attacking each other personally? Then maybe the world and, and the country might follow in terms of not making politics as much of a personal issue, which it rightfully is to, for a lot of people, no doubt. It's hard to not think of politically without thinking personally as well, but. Right now, I'm frustrated more with our political climate because I think it's exacerbating an issue where people can't talk to one another. Um, and, and, it's, and it's moments like these where I sit back and I realize that our political climate, just the way politics are run in this country, is fucked, to, to put it lightly. Do you know what I yeah. mean? That's when, that's when it's, a, it's a major problem now. It's a major, major problem, regardless of if Biden or Trump sits in that office for the next four years. That is the bigger issue to me than who gets elected president. Yeah, like that. That's why I made like my little point earlier on why I kind of I agree with both sides. I disagree with both sides. I look. Let, let me just share my values on both sides. I guess if you want to call it that, I'll say right now I'm a registered Republican just because. I, I was kind of thrown in the mix because my my parents, my my aunt, uncle, everybody is a Republican in like yep. basically the surrounding area of myself in New York is Republican people. Yeah. But that doesn't take away that I don't disagree with a lot of things that Biden wants to do. Like he's trying to sure. 
uh, make healthcare affordable, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's you know generally like, a, a Democrat. Like I, well, yeah. like I will agree with that. Like Obamacare, Obamacare, like that's something that I would actually look into. That that's kind of like a smart idea. But another, I guess I was uh, discussing with one of my friends the other day on saying like, did Obama when he was in president, he bailed out GM. He has a president. He bailed out GM, General Motors for people yeah. who yeah, aren't General familiar. Motors, uh, a car company where they create various uh, American cars. Did that help us financially, economically, for our country, or did that hurt us? I think it depends on who you talk to. I think I think poli- I think politicians are really good about spinning any situation that a president is involved in to either spin it to where statistics are really hard to look at. If you take any stats class, you'll see teachers or professors talk about how you can spin statistics to make it look one way and make it look another way. So that's a that's a really political way to answer that question, but I think if you were to ask Democrats or Obama fans and followers, they would find data and 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 um, show you how bailing out GM was necessary for the economy because so many people would have lost jobs and, you know, the car economy would have collapsed and, and what have you. But then you probably would have Republicans or folks that were more um, anti-Obama to be like, um, that crushed our economy. It would have been better to lay off w- workers than, the, you know, I, so I, I think it really depends on who you talk to. Well, it- See, this, this is where it comes both ways. Yeah, like what you just said, it helped from the Democratic side. It helped save jobs here in America. Yep. But by doing that, that deficit, that put us more in a hole to yep. bail GM out. Like we had to, sh- I'm just giving uh, a made-up number. We had to shovel out $4 trillion to bail out GM yeah. as, as uh, the United States. We had to bail them out. So yep. that puts us more in debt. So, yeah. But it saved jobs here in America instead of shipping them over to China or wherever mm-hmm. and shipping them yeah. overseas and yep. giving jobs to people not in America. That's why I'm giving the views of from both sides. Yeah. And yeah, some of the things that Trump did, like his like past or his one sided figure of more of a personal side like where he racially discriminates or he does uh uh sexist things or whatever he does that would piss off would piss off a lot of people rightfully so yeah i i i will say this i would i do not agree with but the the things that i agree with is his not political values his financial values like mm-hmm. it, like increasing the economy like he yeah. like we're in a pandemic right now we've been in a pandemic since march so that is so from march 3 11 i'll just say 10 months yeah. 10 months 10 months we've been in a pandemic uh not halt but uh challenge yeah a challenge a challenge pandemic a a challenge or whatever this is a semi almost uh like we we were hurting for a while but he helped but during his presidency 
at the time, the unemployment rate went from very high to where it was like, this is a three, uh, theoretical uh, number, but... I think it, it got like, up to like 16%. Yeah, 16%, but he brought that down to single digits. Like, I think like nine something or lower than that. I, Regardless, he brought the unemployment rate down. That's yeah, all I'm sure. saying. Like I, I like that's the shit that that's the things that I agree with. Like that he made improvements on. Like yeah, he's helping the economy. He's a business person. That's why the things that he does is I agree with. I agree. I agree with his financial decisions. I agree with his economic decisions of either helping the country with trading, like cutting off with China because. Uh, China is taking away jobs here in America where, yeah, the average person in America would want three times, four times or whatever more than a uh, person in China making the same product. But he wants to keep those jobs here in America. I agree on those things. Like I said, I don't agree with the racial discriminating, the sexist comments. Like, I don't agree with that stuff. Yeah. So, And I think this that brings up a few good points that I want to touch on. One... To every argument, there's a counter argument. Um, it's just a it's just a basic function of life at this point, right? So when you talk about Trump lowering the um, unemployment rate, I don't know why the unemployment rate or how the unemployment rate was lowered, but it is good that the uh, unemployment rate was lowered. What I think a lot of people would challenge you on there is the fact that Trump was involved or is is to some extent to some, a very large extent, responsible for us even getting into a pandemic, right? I think there are a lot of people out there, especially Democrats, who believe that if Trump weren't in office, we would have never, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have had as big of a pandemic problem as we do right now. And that's obviously hard to, to that's hard to prove because you don't know, there, there's no other world we can look at where there would have been a Democratic president and a pandemic to see if they would have handled it better. You don't know that. Yeah. But I think to every argument, there's a counter argument. Second thing, and that's where I think we have to be a little bit more understanding um, but anyways, uh, the second thing, what I, what I encourage people to do, and I've talked a lot about this with, with some people recently is this election has been so polarizing and so emotional that I feel like there are plenty of individuals out there, myself included, who lost touch with why they even vote the way they do. They just, for maybe for decades, they've been a registered Democrat and they vote Democrat and they don't really think otherwise. They, you know, they're like, well, yeah, Republicans, whatever. I like the color blue more anyway. And so they just continue to vote Democrat, 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 right? The day after the election, for the for the for for two days, I I word vomited on the notes section of my phone, and I posted a video on Instagram recently. So if there's Instagram followers of mine listening, this might be a little bit of a repeat. So I apologize, but I posted a six minute long video on my Instagram about my thoughts post reflection or post election. I did a little reflection about why why am I even Democrat, right? Like why, right? Yeah. Because I don't think it's I don't think it's valid to vote for individuals. Maybe in some circumstances it might be. I didn't vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris because I think Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the best people since you know whatever. I, I didn't vote for Joe Biden because I, I I thought he's the best thing since sliced bread. That I don't believe in voting for individuals. Although I will say I thought Obama was a really dope dude. Um, you know, like to grab a beer with or to play golf with. Um, so that was a little bit more challenging. But this time I had no issue. I don't vote for individuals. 
I know Trump is a lot different. Uh, Trump is a different ball game, right? Back when Obama was up against Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney wasn't saying things that Trump is and, and being as hateful. So I get that this year might be a little different in terms of Democrats that want to say, I didn't vote. I voted for Biden because I'm not voting for Trump or I voted for Trump because I despise Biden. I get what people are saying, but that doesn't tell me why if you voted for Biden, you voted for Biden. If your reason or rationale for voting for Biden is because anybody but Trump, I get that Trump is different than a normal Republican candidate or his, uh, one that we've had in the past in terms of what he said. But I, I want to take Trump out of the out of the out of the conversation for a minute and just say, what about back with Mitt Romney or somebody that didn't say as many hateful things or aggressively racist, sexist, what have you things? Right? If you vote for if you voted for Obama because you're like, well, anybody but a Republican. Well, that 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 I get what you're saying, but that doesn't tell me why you voted for Obama. And what I mean by that is, again. Why do you vote Democrat? So I sat down, word vomited on my notes on my phone, and I came down. I, I came up with with what I value, right, and the issues that I think are important. So I talked about it earlier. The Democratic Party being a more diverse party is more representative of w what America truly is. It's not just white, white, primarily white men. There's a lot of lot of people living in this country that aren't white men. More diverse group, more representation, um, easier to unify a country. The second thing. Um, is, you know, climate change is a really big issue for me. Um, I, I know racial tensions are obviously, um, and, and social inequality in general is, is really, is a really, really important problem right now. Um, I'm not denying that. Um, uh, but I think climate change is something that literally humans could be wiped off the face of the earth be because of climate change. Um, and in my opinion, Republicans are a lot less likely to believe climate change is a thing. I mean, Trump has said, you know, that climate change is a is a liberal hoax. It's not real. Um, and that that frustrates me because, uh, you know, Trump saying that um, he's saying that science is a liberal hoax, basically. And science isn't a liberal hoax because science is a global partnership. There are people all across the globe who aren't Democrat because being a Democrat is only an American thing. It's an American political party um, participating in science, and I think we need to believe science. That frustrates me about the Republican Party. that they, they don't think it's an issue or tend to not think it's as much of an issue. They don't aren't as serious about finding a solution when literally the downfall of our entire civilization and humanity itself could come down to not reversing climate change. Probably not in our lifetime, but for the future generations. I think we have a population problem in this world, and we have for a very long time. I think a lot of people recognize it. Not many people are talking about it, but from research from from research I had to do a few years ago as an undergraduate student, I found that liberals and, and Democrats are, are more likely to believe that that's a problem, right? If it gets yeah. to the point where there's too many people living on this planet and we can't feed everybody on this planet, which is arguably already a problem right now if you look at other countries like Africa uh, and more... Um, I don't want underdeveloped countries, I suppose, right? North Korea can't feed their people. Granted, that might be a lot of their own Third problem there. Yeah, that, you know, North Korea is a, is a bad example, but you see what I mean. There are people on this planet that don't know where their next meal is coming from. There are people in this country who don't know where their next meal is from. Um, and that's a problem. And so what I'm saying is I challenge people out there to, after this reflection, so right now, um, Take an emotional break, but then sit down and be like, what do I value? Why do I vote Republican? Why do I relate more to the Republican Party? 
why do I re relate more to the Democratic Party? If you have beliefs and views that might kind of tear you between one or the other, you don't have to be one or the other. That's what the independent party is for. You can choose every four years to vote Republican or Democrat based on who you feel is better, based on your values. But I think it's problematic when people vote um, simply because anybody but Trump. And I know that anybody but Trump slogan has been a thing this time because, again, Trump is Trump is different. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Trump Trump has been problematic and... and what he has said about people the mexican when he first got in it was mexicans building their you know we're gonna make mexico pay for the wall um the thing about you know that he was caught saying in the mid 2000s 2008 ish or whatever from tmz about grabbing women in the in the pussy you know like that's problematic like it is i just find it interesting like if i say something yeah. like that at my job i'm gonna get fired but we can have a president that can say that 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 to me is kind of mind-boggling the fact that if i were to say something like that i'd be fired you but we can get elect another a job somewhere yeah just because right? you said but, that yeah and you know nor should i mean that's a really disturbing thing to say right um i hold the president of the united states to a really high standard as a person and i get that they're a human being and they make mistakes our political system is as messed up as it is there's corruption left and right but i, I just find it ironic that somebody can say that i would be fired and they become president of the United States. I think there's a little bit to challenge there. But I want people to, to sit down and think of their values. What do they value? T, it sounds like one thing you really value is a strong economy. One thing that's important to you is is your money and what you earn and, and having a strong economy and having an unemployment rate that's healthy because a zero unemployment rate sounds good, but it's one, not necessarily possible, and two, not necessarily good. Um... But that might be something you value. And if that's something you value, right, then you need to look at each party and see what party, on, a, on, a, on average, meets that value for me. And if that's being Republican, then that's being Republican. And there's, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like we said at the beginning of the podcast, there's a place for Republicans and Democrats and, and all sorts of individuals and all sorts of political ideations in this country, right, and beliefs and whatnot. Um, it's really hard for people to put all of their beliefs, ideals, and values into one political party. But that's where I think extremists come in, and the far right and the far left bring people along. And when you join a more extreme viewpoint, um, it's harder for you to think rationally. That's just my thought, and I think this election more so than we've had in, in recent years, we've struggled with folks being able to think rationally, uh, and instead they're thinking a little bit more radically, and, and I think that has been problematic. Yeah, and like, it's kind of hard to put into words, but like, yeah, yeah, like what, is. like what you, I, I don't even know, like, yeah, it's hard, yeah, like, and, 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 I, and here's, I, and, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on this, T, because I know, I know it's hard to put into words, and I know that it's, it's, it's difficult to talk about. We, 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 we could have chosen to not do this podcast. We had an episode where we wanted to talk about the Red Sox hiring Alex Cora. We wanted to talk about uh, the Beatles conspiracy theory about Paul McCartney and, and that kind of fun story. Uh, we wanted to talk about our favorite cars, like our dream cars. We had an episode planned out that was a more traditional um, ENT podcast episode. But... But this is a few people this is a serious to this. situation, especially especially yeah. for our generation, because we're in our mid twenties and we're like newbie adults, but not we're not like there of like owning a home. We're not there of 
being married, having kids. We're not there yet, yeah. but we're still full-blown adults where we yeah. need to understand what is coming into our future and like what our future is going to be what we're looking forward to in our future in the well in the near future what we're looking for in the near future like that that's going to be happening yeah. soon for us we're not like 15 year old kids where we're just going to school coming home having fun doing sports and doing all that stuff we're not doing that stuff anymore we are literally doing big boy stuff as i would call it doing yeah. we're doing big boy stuff we we're looking into our future even though the future is Every second is not like, <laughs> like we're, we're looking every second into our lives right now. We're looking five years into the future. We're not looking where, oh, tomorrow I'm going to be hanging out with my friends. That's it. Yeah. Like uh, we're not looking at that stuff anymore. So that's why this is like I said on our uh, Instagram posts that we posted the other day. This this was my first time voting. Like this is a more yeah. serious factor in both of our lives in yeah. where you have to take you have to take your vote seriously. Yeah, we have to take in consideration that this actually like means something to us. For a long period of time, like even though I was like nine was I? I was twenty two. Yeah, I was twenty two. We were twenty two yeah. when yep. Trump was elected. I still wasn't registered to vote at the time. Yeah. Because I still felt like I was a kid. Yeah, I, I guess I was an adult, but, like, I didn't really know much. I still don't know much about politics still. I voted on, yeah. like I said, my my p political beliefs were more based on money-wise, not, not socially, not uh, environmentally. It was most, more based on economically. Like, Trump was helping us economically building, especially at this time, basically in the year 2020, he's been helping us with ep economic growth. I feel like that that that's my opinion on this. He's been helping with economic growth. But other other aspects, not so much. Maybe yeah. Biden and can change those other aspects, but... Yeah. Like I said, my my more focus on this is more economic stuff, where sure. I want to see economic growth. Like, yeah, I'm not saying Obama was a bad person. I always say, even when I when I was in college, when I was back at SUNY Broome, when I was getting my uh, associate degree, I had to take a uh, public speaking class on basically how to talk, and my teacher was like. If you want to, like, talk, like, good, watch President Obama at the time. Yeah. Watch yeah. him talk. He's a good speaker. Yeah, no doubt. Like I said, I I, I didn't agree some of the stuff that Obama did or said or whatever. Sure. But overall, overall, he was a great speaker. Yeah. He knew how to use his hands. He never stuttered. He, he knew what he was doing when he was talking. Like I said, I, I don't know if I want to agree entirely on the things that he did or said or whatever, but like still, he was a very confident man and he did that stuff. Yeah. And, and 
and I think you you bring up another good point in the fact that like it I think it would be really difficult for there to be a pre- I think it would be impossible actually let me rephrase that. I think it'd be impossible for there to be a president of the United States where everybody was on board with everything they did all the time that's impossible that's a utopian society and we don't live in a utopia we live in a realistic world right so you know I don't doubt that there will be things that Biden does that might even have Democrats being like hmm, I don't know how much I agree with that and he's a Democrat right all I'm saying that I want people to do is sit down, write down what you value, write down what global issues or national crises are important to you, your top five, maybe 10, whittle it down to five. Like I'm trying to simplify this for people and I'm no expert, but I'm just trying to help people figure out why they vote the way they do. It's something I recently just did and it was really helpful for me when coming to the idea or or coming to a conclusion of why I'm a Democrat. And it's going to be really helpful for me in the future when I have conversations with, with people, you know, some of my family members are Republicans. And so when we have a conversation, me already have done, done the reflection on, on why I'm a Democrat. Now I have something to add to the conversation rather than just saying I voted for Biden because anybody but Trump. Well, that's okay. I get what you're saying, but that's not, that doesn't tell me any reason why you voted Democrat, right? Yeah. It's not giving you a reason. Yeah, like, if you sit I, down I just and, want a reason why. Like, yeah, if, if you, you give me down a good you, reason why, then I'll be like, I'm not gonna, I won't be like, all right, that's that's really messed up. Like, I, yeah. I'm not befriending you just because you voted for Biden. You have your views. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. I nope. am voting for Trump. You're voting for Biden solely because you believe in the things that I that Biden says. You believe and I believe in the things that Trump says. But, yeah. but in the whole scheme of things, that bring if we, I don't know, correlate those things together, we're still gonna agree on the same things. Yeah, are I think t- you can. I think you can say? whittle. I think you can whittle down what American people. I think you can really whittle down what humans want in general to a few basic principles. We won't get into that, but. When, when you're talking about politics, there's a lot of levels to look at. There are people, millions of people in this country who are really, really passionate about about, about social equality and, and racial equality and the lack thereof in this country in some regards, in many regards. And if that's something you're really passionate about and that's something you wake up every day thinking could be better, then write it down. Write that down along with the two or three or four or five other things that you're really passionate about. Maybe you're really passionate about both having a strong economy and racial equality. Now, after that, right, maybe, and, and a few other things, right, after that, do your research and be like, okay, in, in, in this vote, who voted for what? Who tends to lean one way? Do your own research, right? Your vote is important. Voting is something I've struggled with. I won't get into that in, in, in this in this episode, but take the vote that you provide seriously. I mean, Biden won by, I think, a record number of votes, or there were a record number of votes casted, which is great because we're Americans and we vote. So the fact that more people came out to vote in this election than any other election previous is, is great. Biden won by 4 million votes or something like that, which sounds like a lot, but there's also 350 million people in this country. And I I mean, I guess when you whittle down to how many voters there were, you're talking 170, 165 to 180 million voters. And Biden won by 4 million, which I think is considered quite a bit. But that's still not that much. It's not like he won by 20, 30 million votes. That's like 8% if you want to put it. uh, That's a guesstimation. That's only like 8%. 
Yeah, and I think that four million is considered to be not large, but it's considered to be significant. It's not considered to necessarily be. I mean, let's l- put it this way: twenty sixteen, when Donald Trump defeated Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. She had more people go out and vote for her. It's just Donald Trump won states with more electoral votes, and the way that electoral votes work, Donald Trump became the president, which is totally legal. And how, like, he didn't cheat, right? People might not agree with our electoral college, and that's fine. But in terms of how the system was run, he won the election, even though Hillary Clinton had more people vote for her by a million or maybe just under a million. No, it was it was just Hillary Clinton won by a, a couple million votes. So Hillary Clinton had two million people, two million more people vote for her than Donald Trump. Joe Biden, just who recently won the election or is as um, president elect had 4 million. So he doubled what Hillary Clinton did, but I think Biden won. The ballots are still being counted, but I think he won by a larger margin than what Trump defeated Hillary Clinton. It gets into a whole popular vote versus electoral college. I get that. We won't get into that here, but I I just want people to write down what they value and figure out who they should vote for, not based on an individual. You're not voting for Joe Biden. You're voting for what the Democrats as a whole believe in, right? So if Joe Joe Biden is, is is the president and I'm a Democrat, I might be excited because I think he is going to develop policies that are more in line with what I value, believe, and what are my ideals. That's what it whittles down to. It's not a Joe Biden thing. It's an insert any Democrat name here in most circumstances, right? Again, I know Trump is different in the Republican Party, but, you know, I vote Democrat not because I believe in any one individual. I vote Democrat because I believe those uh, that represent the color blue are going to vote and, 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 um, they're going to vote and create policies that are more in favor of what I believe and what I, what I, or what I'm, what, what my ideals are. And you can't do that if you don't know what you value. You don't know what your ideals are. And listen, I get it. For for the for the most part, a lot of people. If I had everybody in the country do what I just said, there's going to be most people are still going to vote Republican or Democrat. And I know that, right? But even yeah. if five to ten percent of people write down what they believe and what they value and they sit there and they do the research and they realize that man you know what how i vote and what i value don't necessarily align i think instead of being a republican i I think i'm going to change to being a democrat or vice versa if five to ten percent or five to seven percent of people do that well that's a significant amount of votes in the next election right Mm -hmm. so i think this election has has really kind of like it's, I think it's gotten away from people's values. Not 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 everybody, but I think some people are, are voting just because they always have this way or anybody but Trump. And again, I, I've said it a million times, but Trump is different. But I think if you sit down and you and you write down what you value, you write down what's important to you, you're going to be much more knowledgeable and much more able to have a, a, a healthy disagreement or a healthy conversation with somebody that doesn't view the same things you do. It's, it's really hard for somebody to sit there and be mad at you when you say, hey, why did you vote Democrat, man? Like, don't you know, like the economy is going to be better with a Republican and, and they're going to treat China differently. And my response to that as a Democrat would be like, well, you might have some points there. And I mean, you might be right in some regards, but what I value and what, what are more important to me than the economy and our relationship with China is how our country um, is involved in finding a solution to climate change how our country is finding a, a solution to social inequality. And if you if you share it from that perspective, it makes it really difficult for the person you're having a conversation with to be mad at you. 
because it shows that you've put in that thought and you have a reason for why you vote the way you do. You've thought about it and, you know, they still might have hate and that and not everybody's going to be able to have a good conversation. But I, I believe that a lot of people would sit there and be like, OK, well, I don't agree with you, but that makes sense. I'm glad you thought about it. Right. That's all it is. That's all it is. Right. And again, it's much easier said than done. I understand that. But, you know, friends of mine might be Republican and they might hate Biden or hate Democrats because of this, that and the other. Um, but I just think it comes down to, um, what you value and what you, and what you value and how that, that influences how you vote, you know, um, we're, we're almost at a time here. Um, we, we don't want to go on, on too long. Uh, we realize that this is a different episode, but I think it's important to end kind of on a note. Um, something I thought a lot about, uh, recently in the past few days. Um, well, and, I, and I, I, I just want to make a point and this is a more, I guess, condescending thing of what I've been thinking about. So the other day I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast for anyone that's listening, go listen to it's It's, it's a three hour episode. So forewarning you, it's it's a little lengthy, but go listen to the episode where he interviewed with Kanye West. As you get, as anyone would know, Kanye decided to run for presidency for this year. Obviously, he uh, uh, what is it called? He dropped. He dropped out of the race. He didn't. He didn't end up filling out important paperwork in time, and he just didn't. He wanted to. He chose. He wanted to run a little. A little late. Yeah. He, but. He he is pretty serious on wanting to become president. Yeah, people are gonna look at him. People are gonna uh, look at him a different way because he is known to be a rapper, a producer, a a non political person. If you want to be in a broader topic, but if you listen to this episode, he looks at it both ways, just like I do. His belief system. Yeah, he did vote for Trump. Yeah, he is more Republican side, but he views like I do I'm not like I don't totally disagree on the things that Joe Biden says like like Trump doesn't believe in science or he doesn't trust in science I believe in science science like that's why some of us are put on this earth to understand what basically human nature or humankind or whatever you want to put it is all about is to study it to master it and to understand what we're actually made for that's what science is so that's what i believe and that's what joe biden looks into that's what the democrat uh party looks into is science i believe in science i do believe in science trump doesn't believe totally in science and like like I said, there's some things I do believe in the Democratic Party. There's some things I don't agree in the Republican sure. Party, and it's vice versa or whatever. So if anyone listen to this, you're going to hear this, and then listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. Like I said, it's three hours long, roughly like two and a half hours. But he's talking to Kanye a person that was trying to run for presidency of the United States of America, 
He was in the process. He's going to try to run again for 2024. He's going to try to do it again. Honestly, there's a good possibility I might vote for Kanye because his belief systems on on everything is a more uh, independent party kind of thing. Yeah, it draws more to the Republican side just because he think he thinks like what I do. He thinks how I do. I don't think the erratical side of racially discriminate he he's okay if anyone lives under a rock Kanye West is a black person he is an African American he he was he born he was born in Atlanta actually he was born in Atlanta Georgia but yeah, when he was like he but when he was like three years old he moved to the east side or west side or whatever of Chicago he grew up in Chicago he is an African American he has a single parent mother and that whole thing so it's not like he, he like he, he's a he's an African American. So that helps or not helps that, that Well he I think I think what you're trying to say is he you relate to him. He's relatable to you. I relate and he and even though Kanye didn't grow up the same situation I did, but he yeah, still has the same he still has the same beliefs where he tries to look from both sides and tries to agree with both sides where he tries sure. to economically uh, structure our, our economy sure. by l- trying to put more jobs here in America, like what Trump tried to do, which he did. That's like one good thing that Trump did. But he is also looking at the side because that this is what, like I said, listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with Kanye West, he explains, he, he gives two different sides. Joe Rogan was like, What's your value or what's your view on uh, the economy? He gives his political value of he wants to decrease the unemployment rate. He wants to obviously increase job employment. He wants to make everything more remotely instead of putting jobs into different countries. And then he's like, what's your view on wars? What's your view on uh global uh like global problems he's like i want to try to be neutral not fight against people not create wars against people he wants to be neutral kind of yeah. what kind of what uh trump did with kim jong un with the north korea missiles and and stuff like kim jong un was going all insane and you want to try to nuke us but like People maybe disagree with me, but I feel like Trump calmed Kim Jong Un down yeah. on possibly trying to nuke us, sending missiles over here for no reason because he just wants to show that he's a quote unquote bigger person than us. That kind of deal. Yeah, those are two. I, different... I would, I, I would love to see North Korea try and nuke us. That, yeah, that's an irrelevant point, but <laughs> yeah. But, like, either way, like, Trump, like, kind of, like, talked to Kim Jong-un, and he's like, dude, there's really no point of doing this. Like, you know, like, there's no point of creating a bigger problem than there already is. And Kim Jong-un, this is in my mind. This is my opinion. I'm not saying this happened, but my opinion is feels like Kim Jong-un's like, all right, you're right. There's really no point of starting things when there's really no point to start. You know what I mean? But, so... Yeah. Like, like what I was saying, Kanye has 
views from both sides. He's just like me, even though I'm more Republican based on economy, economic standpoint, because he is a businessman. This man said he is his net worth is five billion dollars. Five billion dollars. Donald Trump, he's twenty billion dollars or whatever. He's a successful businessman. He wants to make a strong economy for our country. He wants to do that. That's all he wants to do. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to increase employment rate or unemployment rate. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to decrease it. He wants to create employment rate. He wants to create jobs for America, not send them overseas. He want. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to make our country as a whole stronger. Even though we've been in a slow decline, like he wants to yeah. do that stuff. But he, he, like Joe asked him about climate change. He's like, I am looking. Like I said, like Trump did does not really agree with science. Joe Biden agrees with science more than Trump. Kanye agrees with science. He's like, I'll listen to science people. I will agree with them. Like that stuff. If, if you guys want to fact check me, listen to that episode. He literally says it all. Like he, like he says that he will listen to the science people, the people that actually know their stuff, the people that has been that have been spending their whole lives on researching, studying, doing that whole thing of science, whether if it's earth science, uh, biology, uh, yeah. chemistry, any of that stuff. Yeah. They've been studying that stuff. So, uh, are you going to believe a per- like a person that knows? Uh, basically, asking me, he's like, "Oh, uh, what was hockey today?" Like, "Oh, I scored a couple goals." But do you know how the elbow works? Do you know how to stop the COVID nineteen from spreading? Oh, I don't know that. But these people that have been studying this kind of material most of their lives. Are you not going to believe them? No. I'm going to believe these people 110% because they did their research. They spent their whole lives mastering what they've been doing. I'm not I'm not going to be like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. They, I mean, know, it'll be... they know more than I do, so I'm not going to question their intelligence. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens 2024. We got to get to 2024 first, but I don't doubt Kanye puts his name in the hat. And, you know, I, I don't doubt a lot of people can relate to Kanye. You know, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, this episode has been a little longer than usual, uh, which is totally okay. We're talking about something important. Um, but we um, we hope you enjoyed this podcast, even though it was a little bit different. Um, we would love to hear some thoughts and opinions feel free to reach out to us you can find our email and uh, social media in the description of the podcast but we hope you enjoyed this episode we hope you enjoy all of our episodes here at the ent podcast based out of atlanta georgia um and we got some cool stuff coming up as always we'll be we'll be talking to you later yeah i think this was a very interesting thing like i said this is my first time ever voting like for a serious thing i remember when i was back in fourth grade we had like the mock um makeshift voting machines in the cafeteria slash like library stuff we would go in the little booth flip the switches even though it didn't really count you're just showing what we had to do but like this is the more serious thing that happened in ian ian i's like lives like where we 
it actually meant something. Uh, I guess yeah. congratulations to Joe Biden. I guess yep. he won it fair and square. I'm I'm not bitter about it. I hope I hope things will change or whatever. Um, it's all the best. Um, like E said, give us your opinion. Uh, share your thoughts. Whether if it's emailing us at the ET Podcast ATL at gmail.com or DM us at the ET Podcast ATL on Instagram or even leave us a review or a comment on our uh, podcast, whether it's on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or even Anchor. Just leave us a comment. Share, share your thoughts with us because we shared our thoughts, but we want to know as you the listener what your thoughts are on this past election especially here in the united states it's very different compared to uh other countries because it's a more one party kind of system especially like in russia it's communism uh china is communism like north korea is communism uh a lot of places is a one party system we're a very specific group here in the world where we have basically three different parties and we have to narrow it down to one. So, like I said, like what E said, share us your thoughts. The ET Podcast ATL, whether it's at gmail.com or just that, share us your thoughts. We want to know what you guys think, what you guys feel. We want to know. Send us a paragraph or a sentence. Share us your essays or your one-word answers. We want to know. Please share it. I think this was a good episode. This was the most talking I ever did for a political value since sure. uh, eighth grade. Eighth grade social studies with Mr. Franny. Yeah. It's important to talk about, I think a lot of people are hesitant to talk about politics because, you know, nobody wants to be that person to bring it up at the Christmas Eve dinner or, um, you know, insert religious celebration dinner here. But it is important for us to learn as Americans how to have a healthy disagreement. Uh, It won't ever fully be that way, but I think we can we can be better at it than what we are right now. And so, you know. Um, the next election for the president will be in four years. There's obviously a lot of local elections between now and then for, for mayor, for city councilwoman, city councilman, for, you know, governor. And so if you didn't vote this election or, or didn't feel like you voted as knowledgeable as you could, um, you know, go back to what we were talking about earlier. Set your values. Realize what, what you, what's important to you and listen to what your politicians, your local officials are saying and during their campaigns uh, and go from there. So, you know. Hopefully this episode was helpful for everybody, or at least uh, interesting. Um, we'll get back next week to talking about some uh, more typical ENT podcast things. Uh, but you know that that'll uh, that'll do it for this episode. So again, we hope you enjoyed, and um, we'll see you next time. And that was another episode of the ENT Podcast. E and I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode. So please leave a like, 
comment, and subscribe to our podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even Anchor. Also, check out Jake's NY headquarters to get that great quality haircut. Ian and I hope you have an amazing Monday, an amazing week, and we hope that you listen to our next episode next Monday. Thank you and stay safe. Peace.